Welcome to Inspiration Narratives, a short series of conversation highlighting creatives from underrepresented communities. In honoring their work and creativity, we take a deeper dive into the times, moments, and influences that encapsulates why these creatives do what they do, and if, how, and where they use their medium to celebrate the cultures they come from. These are the stories that need to be told. This is Inspiration Narrative. My parents decided before I was even born, they wanted me to play piano. And so uh, as far as like getting into it in the beginning, it wasn't really up to me. My parents, they're not musicians at all, but they um, used to find like random piano sampler CDs at the grocery store and like different piano music to just put on my mom's stomach. Um, And uh, when I was about four, they put me in lessons and, and um I kind of continued from there. I think the time, the moment that I, I recognized for myself that I started to choose music was um, uh, between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, actually. I was already, had already been playing for a long time and I went to an arts high school, but um, I actually wanted to go to the arts high school for visual arts. I wanted to be a cartoonist and I wanted to, to get into uh, 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 cartooning and computer animation at some point. And but my portfolio wasn't wasn't strong enough to get in, I felt, uh, as a freshman. And so my plan was to get in for piano and then after my freshman year, work on my portfolio enough so that I could switch to visual art uh, for my sophomore year. And I think just being in that environment uh, as at that time, um, I guess like a you know 13-year-old and you're surrounded by a bunch of other 12-year-old at first, and surrounded by a bunch of other kids that are incredibly serious about music and um and it just made me feel a lot more normal (laughs) about you know being a musician and taking it seriously and and it started to make me kind of fall in love with it a bit more I think that was that's that's the point that I decided that I really wanted to uh pursue this like uh, as a career would you say that that like that moment and I guess that middle school to high school transition is that also the moment that kind of confirmed you getting into music or was there a more bigger moment, you know, maybe after your first, you know, song release or EP release or album release, like, is that the same moment or are there different moments that just kind of give you the confirmation of like, man, I'm in, I'm working in music now. I'm going to fully pursue this head on and and take this on as a career um, as a, a pianist and a composer and a musician. Yeah, it was, it was really, um, that that transition into high school actually just because like once I, I um you know I basically after my freshman year I was going to switch and I ended up not switching and I came back for my sophomore year and when I came back from my sophomore year all of a sudden it was like now I wanted to to work really hard to be in the best ensemble at school and I wanted to like be the number one piano player in big band and all these things and I already decided I wanted to go to a conservatory and at that point I told my parents I didn't really care about any other schools besides conservatories and I like the only reason why I applied to USC, which is the only non-music school I applied to, was just because my parents asked me to and really wanted me to go there. But I, even when I got accepted to USC, I, I had no interest or any thought at all to going there. Not because it's not an incredible school and not because it doesn't have an incredible jazz program. It's more so just because I was just like, I only want to do music. And I don't, I, at that point, I had started to tell myself that, um, that if I had something to fall back on, I was going to fall back on it. I think I had... I also in high school started reading a lot of like entrepreneurship books and like different things like that and and starting to like study a lot of people that I idolized um, and people from everybody from like somebody like Quincy Jones to somebody like 
Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or like, you know, it's all all across different um, industries and spectrums. And I think that the thing that I found was the commonality between all of these people that I idolized was that whatever they wanted to do, they they did that full on and, and were obsessed with it and didn't care about anything else. And I felt like that's what I had to do to be great. And so, yeah, when I was in high school, I kind of told my parents that that this is what I was going to do. And that I had no intentions of ever having any other like backup plan or figuring it out. I, I was like, I'm going to try this and, and either be successful at it or I'm going to fall on my face and have nothing left to do, but get a normal job. <laughs> that's beautiful. I, I mean, I'm learning more. The more about you, I guess, the more we, we talk, the more we work together, the more we just get the opportunity to build. And I think it's really dope that um, inherently your parents said that they wanted you to be a pianist and, and, and a musician. And then that actually manifested and turned into something that you loved and liked. And then even your process to make yourself great and be great. And that time frame of, of middle school, high school to now what has been your experience as um, a music creative specifically what's been your experience as a black music creative yeah i mean i think that um that part has been really interesting especially lately i think that um you know in the beginning just as a creative i i feel like it was a lot of you know learning as you go and i think that luckily i had a lot of people around me that I um, relied on as mentors to kind of help me figure out my own trajectory and path because I, again, was pretty specific about uh, about what I wanted to do. And, and um, I decided also early on that I wanted at some point to, to run my own band. And I also wanted to get into film scoring. And so because of all these things that I wanted to do, I then was like, let me figure out how to get as close as possible to some of these people that I really idolize. And so that was like people like Robert Glasper when I first moved to New York, like trying to connect with him and then eventually like him becoming somebody that I could call for advice and like ask questions and having somebody like him or Jason Moran um, or even Eric Reed, my first piano teacher, like those kinds of guys who I think I also gravitated towards because they were black men. You know, I think that I obviously studied with other piano players like Frank Kimbrough and Fred Hirsch and other people that that were also mentors but I think there was just a different kind of thing when you can see yourself in somebody obviously um and so I think that having that community of of other black creatives that I could um I could go to and talk to about some of the things that I was working on um was important especially when it came to the time of like trying to express myself like with my own album I knew that I wanted to express parts of my experience and that's so uh you know I'm, I'm black so so at the end of the day like that's going to be a huge part of of the narrative and whatever it is that i'm talking about in my art uh as i get older the more that uh the more i try to look at how other artists have done that how have other artists expressed the experience of being a black man in America, a black person in America, or a person of color in America through their art in, in a way that was, that spoke to other people, you know, that, that, uh, that moved people. And, um, you know, I think that it's also been interesting to be a black film composer and, and to be one of like very few people that have been afforded the opportunity to 
to work in this industry and be successful as as a, a film and television composer and that's something that is definitely changing but i've had a lot of experiences where where i'm i'm still expected to deliver a certain kind of music or um you know i've had people reach out to me or to my agent about doing projects that are obviously not based in my actual any actual music that i've created it's just because i'm black they assume that i could possibly do a project um and the opposite you know having people that i can tell don't really think that i might get something or that i should be on a project because they they feel like i'm not the right guy for it and the music that they want is exactly the kind of music that i that i am most comfortable creating and you know if they want some sort of like simple piano music with strings or something like that like that's kind of like the stuff that i do the easiest and and uh there are times where a producer doesn't feel like i'm the right guy for that but then if it's something where they want a jazz score or a hip-hop score they think of me first you know and so i think there are things like that that i'm still trying to figure out how to navigate you know and and um and figure out what projects i want to be um a part of or associated with or um you know, it's, it's just, I guess, a lot of, with all of these things, like, again, creating my own music and figuring out how to express myself as a, as a Black man in America, but also, like, uh, picking projects or getting projects, it's all, it's all a lot of self-reflection and, and thought, you know, because especially when it comes to film scoring, the spaces that I'm given or the projects that I'm given a lot of times are also projects that I do want to be a part of, that I do feel, um, uh, excited about or you know especially if they are created for or by people of color um you know i feel like it's it's almost my duty to to try to bring as much um bring bring my a game to those kinds of projects to try to help and contribute in whatever way i can to making the the film or the tv show or the project as great as possible um you know but then at the same time you're struggling with with the this industry and the idea that people get pigeonholed and like and you know i look at somebody like terrence blanchard who's another person that became a mentor for me and he's been doing this for so long that he's the person that that really i wouldn't be able to be here without because of his his work and what he's done in that space but he's even told me that he still has that same problem and that like you know it's not going to go away anytime and that that people don't want to call terrence blanchard for an orchestral score because they think that he can only do a jazz score even though this man has written operas he's written orchestral scores for a number of films and tv shows and it's still something that he has to fight every day and so it's um it's it's a really tough balance of like feeling so happy and, and uh having a lot of gratitude for and appreciation for the amount of work that that i am getting and, and the calls that are coming in because there are people that aren't getting any calls at all but then at the same time trying to figure out how to make sure that i'm not um only seen as as a black composer even though that shouldn't be a negative thing but this industry makes it a negative thing it's really weird how how the industry yeah can make you feel somewhat ashamed for what you are <laughs> and that's like the sad part of, of this country sometimes man that's that's it is kind of messed up and it is a shame and i think that that like there's there's beauty you know, we believe just in that narrative and those ups and downs, um, but then also like bringing a lot of that and what's happening um, to light and to life and letting people know about it. And 
not letting letting people know that it's not all like roses and butterflies and you know yeah. everything's amazing um and i thank you for sharing that i guess like the last thing like with those experiences um you know from your start into where you are now and even before you got into music um you know i don't know if you were aware that of you know maybe until you know the last few years since you've been really pursuing it professionally of June being Black Music Month, but with those experiences and just now where you're at right now, what does Black Music Month mean to you? Yeah, I think that uh, one, it, it feels like a time to like to to do even more, even deeper dives into things. You know, it's like it almost serves as a reminder. I mean, I think that like again, being who I am and coming from a place that I am, I feel like every almost every day is black black uh black music month or day but uh but you know i think that just like when we were in school you know as a as a black kid growing up like february is black history month but like the whole year you're very aware and conscious and thoughtful of of like black history but it's that month that maybe you're allowed to in school find out a little bit more you you're exposed to new things or you're told about somebody you maybe didn't hear about before or um or you're just inspired to dig a little bit deeper into the stuff that you already are aware of just because it's you're surrounded by by um that idea or that feeling or or um reminders of it and so i think similarly with with black music month you know it's about trying to dig deeper and like and find stuff that um you know i always thought about checking out but i haven't like you know, I'll probably go down like a, a early blues rabbit hole or something like that, or like, you know, try to look at um, uh, black classical composers or, you know, like challenge myself to figure out like other things that maybe I'm not aware of that still um, fall within and celebrate black music. This is Inspiration Narrative, an age of the creative original. <laughs> 